Hi, everyone. It's Thursday, October 17th, 2018 at one o'clock Eastern time. And this is Higher Ed Live Special Edition. I'm your host, Erin Spinka. And on today's live broadcast, we're recapping what happened at this year's Social Media Strategy Summit, uh, Higher, ed Higher Education Edition in New York City. I'm super excited for this episode because I was unable to make it this year um, and the agenda looked amazing. We'll dive more into that later. But for now, Higher Ed Live is part of the Higher Ed Live network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. You can be a part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge and participate in today's discussion by tweeting us using hashtag Higher Ed Live. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com, or you can take it with you on the road by subscribing to our podcast, which is also free. All Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a digital first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive real results. You're on your way to becoming a mapping expert. You've got the, the tools, but now it's time to put them into action. When you understand what information your target audience is looking for, when they're looking for it, how they're searching and why, you're able to identify areas for improvement and engagement, content creation, and so much more. Enter M. Stoner's Experience Map Workshop. They'll teach, you, they'll teach your team how to use experience mapping metho methodology to improve your marketing and communications, and you'll receive a customized experience map. Once you empathize with their experiences, you can create and deploy content to enrich their user journey. We'll be tweeting out a link to that uh, on the Higher Ed Live Twitter account in just a few seconds. And today I'm excited to welcome our guest. I'm joined by Social Media Strategy Summit producer and VP of Conference Productions. That is a mouthful. Brianna Jacobs and two of the speakers from the event, Krista Barron and Jason Boucher. Oh, I Boucher. Yeah. Krista is the director of social media in the Division of Marketing and Communications at Texas A&M University. She works to curate the digital presence of the university to grow the brand and provide strategic direction for the university social media program. Jason is actually right down the street from me a few hours at UNH, um, where he oversees the entire college's social media program, working closely with the communications and public affairs to grow audiences and invite participation from students, staff, faculty, alumni, prospective students, and the greater UNH com community. You can follow what they're doing uh, via the hashtag UNH social. Um, just a reminder to our audience and people tuning in today, please don't hesitate to ask the question, ask questions via the hashtag. Again, that's hashtag higher ed live. I'm going to start off with some questions that we've prepared ahead of time. But again, I'm always happy to take your questions. So please tweet them at me. All right. So first of all, thank you all for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, I know Jason and I are experiencing probably what I'd call peak foliage right in the New Hampshire woods. Absolutely. It's beautiful <laughs> out there. Yep. And so I mentioned at the earlier broad, a little bit earlier in the broadcast that I was unable to attend a uh, social media strategy summit was actually on my list for this year, but it fell between a website launch and another conference I'm heading to next week. So the website launch definitely took priority. <laughs> but for everyone here, what were some of the key takeaways? I know I love conferences because no matter how all over the place talks seem to be, when it comes down to the end, you realize there were these reoccurring themes or trends that kind of poked their way out of all the different sessions and panels. I might defer to, I want to hear, I'm actually really interested to hear from Kristen and Jason what you guys thought the, the highlights of the, the event were, if you guys want to pitch in here. <laughs> I think one of the things I saw um, repeatedly, which was really refreshing, is that um, a lot of people are shifting away from their 
they're shifting their view of social media to think more of social content and creating a content first strategy. Um, that was something that I saw kind of across um, every single workshop or, or panel that I sat in on was that people are, um, including higher ed and the larger brands that um, we really, we're really grateful to be able to, uh, to see some of the stuff that they're doing as well, um, that people are really focusing on content strategy, which in higher education is not something that um, we've seen in the social sphere um, until probably the last couple of years or so. And to see it sort of universally happening is kind of cool. And um, also the implications of that are that people are reorganizing their teams um, to be better able to respond quickly and not even to respond quickly, but to produce um, incredible high caliber, really impactful content. Um, so, so what we're doing is not getting lost in the noise that happens in the social space. Um, so that was that was something that I saw personally um, throughout everything that was was really cool and got me really excited for, um, for what we're going to do in higher ed um, in the social space in the next couple of years. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I, I saw a lot of um, content calendar uh, discussion about how to how to create, how to produce great content, and look at not just the day or the week, but the year, and look at different themes. Um, how people could do less posts. It used to be all about let me post every day and let me get in front of the most people I can and how many likes I can get. That's all kind of in the back, uh, the background now. It's gone. It's it's more about um, engaging with your audience and producing really top quality content and taking the time to brainstorm and come up with those ideas um, before posting. And I think that a lot more people are doing that. And I think that's great for for higher ed and for, like you said, the other, the larger brands that are doing that as well. Um, it's just, we're taking our jobs more seriously. I think now than five years ago when we first, you know, we're on social media, we're like how can we just grow the likes on this page? And it's, <laughs> what kind of metric is that? But now it's, it's more about engagement and how many of these um, followers like what we're posting and are influenced and say, I, that looks like a place I like to attend and go to school, you know? So it's more about, um, marketing than it is just about the social um, posting. I, th I think this was actually a tweet. Maybe it was Tony with um, with West Virginia University that tweeted after the event and just how he just felt, you know, reinvigorated and inspired by how the um, just the shift in in the role and just all the different opportunities that have that have grown just over the last couple of years of where social, you know, how big social can play a role in, you know, actual strategy in terms of, you know, reaching out to students and alumni and, and influencers and, and all of that. So I thought that was, that was cool that it's not just about, you know, I mean, there obviously there are, I don't think being scrappy will ever go away, but <laughs> that it's kind of shifted from just making it work, you know, with one or two people where seeing these teams grow and, priority shift and, you know, social and, and content, like you guys are saying, really taking um, priority for a lot of these colleges and universities. So that was really cool to see too. Um, that's a interesting kind of segue into my next point, because this was the, or the, my next question, this was the first year that they combined higher ed and other industries. So Brandon, can you tell me a little bit behind that decision? And then I'm really interested in hearing how that kind of played out in the real life kind of coming together of where you had big brands like the O, uh, o Network and other, you know, kind of giants with higher ed, which has always been, you know, the stereotype, at least I'm not going to say it's true or not, that we're a little mm -hmm. bit slower to embrace um, 
this type of content or the or the changing marketing uh, communication uh, strategies. Yeah. So the I mean the social media strategy summit. I think I um, it was launched in two thousand nine, I believe, um, with GSMI, and then I've been running it since two thousand thirteen. Um, so the yeah that court kind of corporate side social media event that's really focused on consumer brands has been around. Um, for a while, we actually do get um, a number of, you know, a handful of, of um, marketers from universities coming to attend that that event every year. And then the higher education event, I've done it standalone for, I guess it was three years before we we brought them together. But I, you know, I think one of the, um, and this is also just what we get feedback on too, that people who attend our event, they're just, they like to hear from, I mean, it's it's great to be able to talk to marketers that are in very similar roles as yourself and work for similar types of, of companies, but it's also just kind of refreshing to see, you know, different um, industries are doing with social. Cause I think, you know, and getting creative as, as marketers are, there's there's ways that you can apply those those strategies and even those case studies to what you're doing in, in higher education or, or vice versa. And so that was kind of the, the thought behind um, bringing those two programs together. And then, you know, it was a series of, of panels uh, for on the higher education program, just so that attendees could hear from all these different types of um, colleges and universities, and just making sure that I had um, lots of different institutions represented, and um, they could hear all of those different perspectives. So, um, so yeah, the higher education attendees had access to all of those other consumer brand um, case studies, and I, I wasn't really sure actually if if the higher education folks would kind of just you know stick to their own track, and maybe a few would venture out to the you know. Brand case studies, but um, which it did seem. I mean, that that room was pretty packed for <laughs> for most of the event. But Jason and Chris, I don't know if you guys um, headed out and, and checked out some of those other um, brand case studies. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I did. Um, I actually thought it was done really well. I, I don't know how you have the time to do all of this stuff at once. <laughs> it's amazing. You're like a superhero, but um, yeah, you're running around constantly. There she goes again. You know, <laughs> I think I was doing like like five or six miles a day, honestly. I know. You know, um, but I was able to catch a few of the non-higher ed sessions, which I think as a higher education marketer, I, I think it's good for us to see how corporations and large companies take on the role of social media at their companies. And I think I also noticed they have bigger budgets than I do, too. So, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry, Krista, go ahead. Yeah, no, it was, I also kind of hopped back and forth between the two. Um, and it was kind of interesting because I feel like our our end goals are completely different based on industry and, and higher education. Um, but there's a lot of the same problems or same things that they're encountering, which was kind of refreshing to hear. So um, I think, oh gosh, the I can't think of her name, but from Grubhub, um, they're a brand that I have, I have long admired what they have done on social media. They're very creative. And um, she said what I think was like a rallying cry for the entire conference, which was, you know, you you want to be scrappy, not crappy, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I feel that deep down. <laughs> that's like the truest thing that anyone's ever said, right? Because that's what we have to do in higher ed, especially when you have no budget or very minimal budget for, for mm -hmm. social media. And you're looking at some of these companies that, you know, you think have um, just a, you know, blank checkbook that they're throwing money at, at stuff. And um, so it's interesting to hear that, that they're also having to, to think on their feet a lot, which I feel like um, is, is sort of like a higher ed mantra, you know, <laughs> um, do more with less. Yeah. So that was that was uh, kind of cool to see um, that other folks are feeling that way, too. 
Yeah, and I'll say I'll say too, even on that, you know, our the corporate side, consumer brand side. I mean, that's we do get a lot of feedback on that too from people who are like, you know, that say this is awesome to hear from these you know, big brands, but how, and that's something I try to, to um, make sure that the big brands can do too, you know, with the Oprah Winfrey network, I was like, you guys are doing such amazing things, but how can we, any, which I think he did a really good job of was sort of tying it back to some key things that these, you know, smaller companies or, or people that don't have those massive budgets can, can do too, to sort of see, um, you know, maybe not necessarily the super large scale results that a brand like, um, you know, Oprah would see, but that, you know, be able to tie it back to, to teams that are working with, with budgets. So I think that's kind of, um, you know, across the board. And so we try to make the content relevant in that way. But I think the speaker said a good job of, um, you know, yeah, scrappy, not crappy, like you're saying. <laughs> Brandon, any of the um, other folks come over to the higher ed sessions at all? Did you hear anybody come to our side for a, a panel or anything? Um, I'm actually not sure. That would be a good, um, <laughs> interested to find out i mean i um yeah i'm not i'm not sure but um that would be interesting to know too yeah to see um to see if the if the brands came over too but we had you know there were universities that signed up just for the higher or i'm sorry the the corporate event that that may not have known that the higher education event was happening and so when they said that when they saw those sessions maybe they were just pleasantly surprised they're like oh i get access to all this stuff too but yeah i should dig i should find a way to to see what the actual crossover um is but it seemed to me you know that people were you know that both sides were were mingling and, and networking and stuff too so that was cool to see yeah um i was gonna say it's kind of nice to peek behind the curtain because i mean as an audience member of a lot of these bigger brands and even in higher ed too you sit there and you think like oh they have to have lots of money or like i can't even dream of doing that because there's so many moving pieces here and you know I'm a team of one or a team of two or whatever and so with the bigger brands um I'm interested with like did you I guess my question is were you surprised at how similar their situations were to um maybe our own experiences in higher ed or was it still kind of like okay yes they have a lot of team but here are the grant like the pieces that I can take back to my institution back home I think like to me, um, some of the budget stuff came out a little bit. Like I could see a really big difference there because um, there were very clear times where you would look at somebody like the guy, I, I think I went to the panel who talked about the Aperol Spritz campaign and um, he's a very small team, but uh, as he was talking, he just referenced like all the agencies they work with and yeah. they have this beautiful, um, you know, beautiful consistent imagery in campaign and and just incredible and so it's like okay so you're a small team but you know you also um have that have that you know money behind you but then i think like um a lot of the things that that i could see some of the stuff that i have to that i will explain or report on to our senior administration um they're having to do the same thing to the c-suite a lot of times so a lot of what they were talking about the the KPIs they're looking at, um, the things that they know the CEO is going to like versus what they know is really going to be more effective in in their day to day was interesting because I I could see a lot of that um, as well. And then I also think just their approach. We we're 
incredibly similar, I think, both in, in higher ed and in you know consumer brands with with how we're approaching and how we're um, strategizing with what we're putting out content wise. Um, it's just a completely different end goal, right? Like they're trying to sell more product or get more customers or whatever. Um, and, and we're essentially trying to create this, uh, brand experience and this university experience that lives in the digital space. And so completely different end goals, but our, our strategy and the way we're approaching things are, are very similar. Um, and I think Aaron, to get back to what you said earlier, you know, people always don't think of higher ed as being like on the ball with stuff, right? Like we're traditionally these slow adapters and, that was really cool for me to see and made me like proud to be like a higher ed communicator is because we're like, hey, some of these guys are talking about stuff that they've just done. And I know, you know, my colleagues across the country that have been doing this for, you know, three, four years. And, and that was um, that was fun, too. I think they could probably also come over to the higher ed side and learn a little bit from us as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun for me to see the similarities, but then also there were definitely some um, some big differences as well. Yeah, I, I think another similarity is um, looking at competitors. I don't know if you saw the morning panel where it was, you mentioned Grubhub, um, Kohl's and Peloton were on that panel as well. And I believe it was the one from Peloton who said that to her staff, you know, go out. If you see other gyms and what they're doing, let me know. Bring it back to us. How can we do things better? Or what are other people doing? And in higher ed, we, you know, with our software and our social listening, we look at competitors and see what they're doing. And we are always asking our student interns more than employees. You know, what what do you see at other schools that you like, or what are we doing well? What what can we improve on? And you know, the difference is just resources. I believe we have more student interns where they have more employees. So, I, what I like too about um, what I just saw just in the higher education marketing community. And it's not not to say that the consumer brand side isn't like this, but I think with you guys, um, particularly, it just, there's such a uh, sense of openness that you guys are all willing to share and just kind of going off of that, looking to your competitors, but you guys are, all, are still all willing to share, you know, what you guys are working on and best practices and, and knowing what's working and, and wanting to share that with the rest of the community so that they can also, you know, be doing awesome things. Um, so I think it was on the panel, with um, talking about KPIs, where it was, it was uh, Mike with Harvard and then Joseph with um, Yale, and I'm not remembering who, remembering who else was on the panel now. But I think Joseph was made that point of you know, um, of, of looking at your competitors, and he kind of goes like this: you know, <laughs> looking at your competitors. I mean, it's you know, Mike with Harvard saying that that you know. But I just I just think it's cool that no matter what, that you guys are still open to sharing um, those ideas and just for the, the greater good of the higher education community, making sure that everyone can can grow and do awesome things on social. So I, I noticed that too um, at this event, which I think is really awesome. And I think to kind of piggyback off of that, that's something that, and I might be kind of getting ahead and where we're headed with this, but something I've really enjoyed about this conference is um, getting to meet some of those folks in person that, that I have admired what they're doing on social. and. Um, it, knowing that within the higher ed community, we're very willing to help each other, right? There's very much a team mentality um, within our community. And so, you know, last year I had met, um, you mentioned Tony from West Virginia. I had met him at the conference, talked to him briefly, but I knew they were doing some incredible stuff on YouTube. And I, you know, tweeted him and I was like, I want to talk to you. Do you have an hour on the phone? And we spent, you know, hour and a half, two hours on the phone going through all this kind of stuff. And he was just like an open book and with, with stuff that I was, was asking. And um, that, I mean, that's just 
that's really cool and something I really like about working in higher education. And something that's been a great benefit to this conference is the stuff that you're admiring or you want to know, how are you doing this? How are you able to do it? And people are like, you can do it too. Let me, let me show you how. And um, yeah. that's, that's really cool. It is yeah. cool. I, I think, you know, that's one of the best parts about, about the whole conference, I think, is not just meeting new people, but catching up with our counterparts, other institutions that we've seen each year, whether it's at SMSS or other conferences, we get to get together and network, um, share stories, bounce ideas off each other. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the best parts was, you know, Thursday night, I was supposed to go to a concert out in Brooklyn. And I realized that it was a rainy night. Um, Uber was at like two times the, uh, oh, no. it was like 90 bucks to get to this concert, which was more than I paid for the ticket. Oh, my gosh. So I went on Ticketmaster, sold the ticket, and I ended up having dinner with, um, with Liz at Notre Dame and uh, Nikki from Michigan and, uh, oh, awesome. and Jamie at Georgia. And the four of us just went to Italy in Midtown. I had dinner and we got to share stories, you know, good and bad. Mm -hmm. It was great to have that connection and just talk about what's going on at each other's schools and, and how we can help each other. So. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It was a blessing in disguise then that the concert didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know if it's because we're in education. So we feel like maybe there's a natural bit of educate, like an educator within all of higher, not within all, but you know, in higher ed communicators, just in general of wanting to share how you do something again it's not you're not going to necessarily give away every secret that you've ever come up with but i mean a google spreadsheet with formulas that i that you use for an analytics spread uh report or something like that is simple and why kind of protect it to yourself when it can really help a team somewhere else with figuring out how they're doing analytics because while analytics provide you insight on how to make your stuff better it's not necessarily going to make or break competition and the other thing that I think um, is pretty interesting about it, and I'm interested to, because the one thing that I like about the Strategy Summit conference is that there's a lot of panels versus one-on-one -on -one presentations, is that higher ed is very much about community managing and building, whereas big brands and other industries, there's less, I think, focus on that community. Now we're seeing that kind of catch up, but always higher ed has been about developing that community with your alumni network, kind of transforming a digital experience um, to feel similar to what they might have on campus or, you know, in the the the, the college years, um, prospective students kind of get a feel what it would like to be a, on a college campus. So um, community has always been a big part of higher ed communicating, in my opinion. And what I like about the social media strategies, and I'd like to kind of pick your brains a little bit with the panels, how does that bring in kind of, seems like a really great way to get free flowing conversation. And did you did you see that at this conference? Um, what, what kind of opens up whenever you have a panel versus just a person talking behind a podium? Um. Well, I, I mean, I originally, I mean, to, to be honest, I've kind of, in past events, I've usually shy away from panels because sometimes they can be a little, if you don't have the right mix of personalities on stage, sometimes it can be a little um, tough to get that conversation going. But, um, and Jason, Chris, you can chime on this too and let me, let me know what you think. But for these panels, I mean, I, I focused on at least part of the um, session on case studies. So you know, each speaker would have a chance to sort of highlight in relation to the topic, something that they've done recently at their university that really showcased their strategy in this, you know, that particular area, which I think um, worked well. But I was I was just really 
pleasantly surprised with how well they went. I think they were very informative, at least the sessions that I was that I was able to sit in on. It just felt um, I think the conversation did work well. And I think Aaron, that's a really good point that just based on the, that feeling of, of community and they, you know, that higher education marketers love having those conversations with each other about ideas that they can share and stuff like that, that that probably caters well to having that, the format like that at this event. So, um, it did, I think it worked out well, but I'm, you know, Jason and Krista, I'm interested to hear what you guys think too. Yeah. So my, my panel was, was kind of cool. I, I personally think it was cool, um, but it was about um, crisis communication and and how you kind of work that into your social media strategy. And so, what was cool about our our conversation was, um, I I represent like the giant massive state school. Um, I was on a panel with uh, University of Houston, Sean from University of Houston, which is our our neighbor um, down the road, much smaller, but kind of a city within a city. Um, and then Brian and I can't, I'm blanking on, um, it's, it's, yeah, a smaller, smaller college up in New York state. And, um, it, it was really cool for me to sit and, and just listen to our conversation because we have completely different, um, different audiences in the sense of how we have to communicate things, if, if that makes sense. But a lot of the, um, a lot of the issues that they're planning around in, in terms of crisis communication were exactly the same. Um, Brian was talking about weather is such is, is probably one of the most critical things that, that he has to communicate with and, and use in social media all the time um, because they have this these crazy winters. Uh, and, and in my sense, I mean, I'm in Texas. If we snow, if it snows or ices or anything, I mean, the whole state shuts down. But, <laughs> but you know, yesterday we had. Um, a ton of rain. We had some flooding in, in other parts of the state and um, our, our students, you know, of course it's raining and they want us to close campus for them. And so we're dealing with a lot of like one-on-one -on -one weather issues. And then later in the day, we had some buildings that were kind of um, having some, you know, roof leaks and things like that and stuff that we're, we're dealing with on sort of a case by case basis. Um, but I, you know, I thought often too, that that's something that, you know, what I would think is a, you know, a little school up in New York state is also kind of dealing with. Um, and the other part, interesting thing that I found, um, and this is just uh, something I, I found on my panel, but then also could kind of see people doing on other panels as well, is that a lot of times you're having the same experience, but you're experiencing it differently, which I know sounds kind of um, counterintuitive, but the what I, in my personal experience, um, Sean talked a lot about Hurricane Harvey and the University of Houston's um, crisis response plan and emergency communication plan during Hurricane Harvey. Um, we too had that up in College Station, but we were not dealing with um, near the type of um, devastation that they were dealing with um, down in Houston. We were dealing more with logistical things and um, they're, they're worrying, you know, if their campus is going to take on water, which is insane. So hearing hearing her talk about their putting their emergency communication plan into place with how they were experiencing the event versus how we were doing the same thing but experiencing the event completely differently um was was really kind of fascinating and i saw i saw that a lot too that i thought that was really cool just to see um how a lot of times you're saying you know crisis communication or whatever we're doing is a go but the actual implementation of it is is so unique to that institution yeah, um, I think the panels are great. I, I like that idea because it gives more voices to more more colleges and universities can participate. I believe having two or three or four 
And um, my panel was 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 wonderful, but the only <laughs> problem was we ran out of time. We we thought, you know, um, I, f I forget his name. It's Michael, I believe, was our uh, from William and Mary, and he had a list of ten questions to get. Yeah. To, we got to three <laughs> because we had a great conversation on stage between each yeah. other, and, and we had questions from the audience. So. I mean, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing that we ran out of time. It's just that, you know, it went by so quick because mm -hmm. we we're having fun. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, having someone on stage from the Ivy League, from an SEC big school, and then me, who was like a medium school, it's great because it's like everybody's from a different kind of background. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I know Brianna, a lot of times I noticed her during the higher ed stuff having to like run up and be like, I had my little 10 minutes, minute size. I tried to be, it was, I tried to have it be more of a gentle nudge than, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously that's, that's great. If there's, if there's not enough time for all this, the content that you guys want to get through. I know I, when planning, I'm like 45 minutes sounds like a solid time slot, but I bet these are just going to totally whiz by and just, um, with questions and stuff too. Yeah, it tends to go really quick when the, the conversation is, is just fun, you know? But yeah, I did have to, I'm like, sorry guys, I know I love, I just wanna let this conversation just, you know, run and, and go with it, but for scheduling sake. Well, that was cool too, is I think you worked, or the conference works a lot of, um, a lot of breaks and a lot of networking opportunities. So um, I had several people that either didn't get to ask a question or were interested in something else that we were doing and would kind of find our team and say like, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so, let's talk about this or I want to know about this. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then I also, I because of that, I met um, the uh, social manager at Texas Tech University, which means that um, I think I know all of the social media managers <laughs> now with all the big schools. So I was like, yes, yeah. I completed, you know, completed the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. um, back to Jason's point about having so many voices featured because of the panels who, so there are favorites in the higher ed space, I think. So, you know, Nikki and you Michigan stuff is always top of, uh, top of mind, Colorado State, Harvard, all these different schools that kind of you think to check to see what, what are they do? What's what's cool and happening? UNH, I think um, A&M, like you, all of you guys are some of the schools that people think to check on to see what's new, what's happening, what's trendy. Were there what hidden gems or kind of um, new voices did you stumble upon at the, the conference? Because again, the panel let so many voices in. Who's doing something cool that maybe we haven't really talked about in the higher ed social media community that much yet? Um, I would say, I think John McBride at BYU and his coworkers had a, a very informative and amazing presentation on using Instagram story to help sexual assault victims. I thought it was very powerful. I thought it was something that I hadn't seen that particular example before. Um, and it's something that I, I believe that I, I'm going to share his slides with our, our, uh, sharp office which is sexual harassment rate prevention program and i think it's a great idea it's a great a great way to, to to get that message across and i think that that john and his team uh did a really excellent work with that it was really cool to see and that's one of the one of the many things that stands up but i'll, I'll let um Krista talk about some of her highlights yeah so i think um i think texas tech and that's just because i'm not just because i said them but they're doing some really cool stuff in video. Um, they have a video series that um, that they showed called 23 Questions, which is kind of a play on the uh, 
the Vogue thing. Um, and it was such a well done, just such a well done video that, you know, they picked wonderful people to profile. Um, it was executed in such a wonderful way. Uh, and it made me go back and look at all of their videos before because I wanted to see different ways and different things of how they had how they had done that. Um, but I, I really thought that they're hitting some stuff out of the park um, for sure. It's, and I know I admired the heck out of what they were able to produce um, with that too. And it was so, it was so authentic. Like it wasn't overly produced, which is why I think it really resonated with me. Was it was it was genuinely focused on um, genuine people who love the university and just executed in a really phenomenal way. I'm literally taking notes. <laughs> Please more. Who else should I research? <laughs> Which I this is like not. I mean, not related to a specific speaker highlight. But I thought that I just remember sitting in on that part of the conversation. Maybe it was it. Maybe it was on the video panel. And I think part of the content panel too, which of thinking of like what level of production is appropriate for the piece of content that you're putting out. It's just not something that I had thought about before, but I remember there was just, you know, um, that was a big part of the, the conversation of, you know, shooting with your iPhone versus having something that's super highly produced and can come, come off as overdone or um, for the different types of video campaigns that, um, that some of these uni universities were putting on. So I just wanted to mention that. I just thought it was very interesting that that was um, part of the video conversation. And it's, it's, I mean, I recognize now that it's, it probably is important that the the style of the content needs to be appropriate for the the message that it's that it's conveying. But um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting too. There was some conversation around that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. It's something I think, you know, similarly to at this conference, kind of that changing tide of not just thinking about you know some of the vanity metrics and and like kind of the the basics of social and digital engagement, but kind of finally digging into the marketing side when it comes to higher ed. Um, content treatment is what I've termed, I've deemed it, is really a increasingly um, talked about point whenever I'm discussing anything with my higher ed uh, colleagues is how do we treat this story? Is it a story that deserves Facebook, Twitter, Instagram stories, live feed, or is it just a written piece with a really well-produced video that then we chop mm -hmm. up trailers from? And so I think that content treatment is something I'm keeping my eye on over this next year of conferences, because that really feels, especially with small teams, um, ha having that kind of discussion at the beginning and instead of kind of halfway through or at the end realizing, mm -hmm. oh, we need this supporting element for here and this and that, um, it's gonna be, I think, a hot, so I'll, I will tell you someone else to look into for that. Um, Liz at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame has an entire strategic content division that they have built out within their marketing communication structure. Um, and I, I literally, when, when Liz was presenting that, I'm like texting people in my office. And I'm like, this is like, this is what, how we need to be doing things and how we need to be approaching things. But it's, it's exactly what you're getting at, Erin, is that content treatment, right? Like you have this really great story do you invest the time to, you know, build out a whole web page on it? Do you create a video about it? Who, how does that get sliced and diced? And, and Notre Dame is really doing some, um, some very cool stuff in that space. Um, I don't remember if I saw them on the attendee or the, the panel list for this year, but I actually heard, saw something similar from Northwestern. So Amy Burkhart pre uh, presented this incredible slide, which 
spam her to see if she'll send you the the presentation because I just took a picture and like have saved it for forever. And it's this incredible kind of walk through strategic mapping of what to do. Like you you identify the story and then you identify where it falls on this this uh, hierarchy of small story, big story. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on experiential story or something along those lines. And then that then determines the treatment. So it's this really cool like roadmap that you can follow, like almost like a choose your own adventure. Well, okay, what's your story idea? Okay. Now, is it this or this? And you're like, oh, well, it's this way. So now I'm going to go that way. It's, it's, I, it's one of those things where like I took a picture and like everyone that I could find, I was like, look at this. We, we <laughs> need this today. <laughs> like forget everything else. It was brilliant. Um, but I'm really interested to see as more, again, that strategy kind of leaks into higher ed and the communicators because maybe we finally have time or enough resources to be thinking about that strategy if we'll see more of that because I'm really interested to see how that scales to different institutions in the higher ed space. Um, we have a little bit of time left, so I wanted to um, give a, an opportunity to figure out, so this Social Media Strategy Summit has passed. Um, what are some of the upcoming conferences or opportunities that everyone on the on the show today is looking forward to going to? Where should we be tuning in to hear from our um, colleagues next? And how do I get involved for next year? Okay, I'm so sorry. Um, my internet just cut out right as you asked the question. Can you repeat it? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, just curious, where is everyone headed to next in the professional development uh, conference field? And how do we get involved with social media strategies for the next either higher ed space or larger industry conference um, in the upcoming year slash next couple months? Yeah, I mean, I can I can certainly speak to our, our calendar um, next year and if there's any other events that Jason and Krista want to mention that they're involved with too. But um, so we're going to have the higher education. I'm doing the same setup as we did this year of having that the higher education panels and then access to those consumer brand sessions. It's going to we're going to be in October in New York again. Um, so we're working on um, finalizing those dates. But we also have just our, I guess, our regular social media strategy summit, consumer brand focused in Anaheim in March, um, and then also in Chicago in April. So we running this event three times a year. Um, so that's kind of what's coming up for, for us. And there's just on online, I mean, if you go to the homepage, summit.com, there's there's a contact us where you can find my information and then also just an um, apply to speak um, section where you can send in um, case studies or, or topic ideas. But um, yeah, so that's how to, at least to apply to speak, but it's been at least with the higher education community. It's so cool that I've just met a lot of these speakers or through your guys's recommendations, you know, I think Jason, was it you that had mentioned it was either you, you or, or Joel, or maybe it was both of you, Joel Renner, um, okay. who, mentioned reaching out to to Aaron um, for one of the panels that I was putting together. So it's it's just really cool that you guys are like, you know who's great? <laughs> and I, I mean I just need so many of you guys that way, which is which is awesome. But I just wanted to mention that too. You guys are really awesome about um, getting me connected with the the other marketers in the um, you know in the space. I will say that I recommend people all the time because I want to hear from them. So like, I'm always like, Hey, you know, who's doing something great. You really need to get Aaron Lee Baker from Harvard, the analytics guy, because he's doing cool stuff. And then I'm also like, yeah. because I really want to hear what they're doing. I need to know how they have an analytics dedicated human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. 
where uh, Jason and Krista, where are you, what's on your schedule for the rest of the year or coming into next? So the next one we have planned, um, which we're, we're kind of lucky in this regard, but South by Southwest is right down the road from us, mm -hmm. um, which is not higher ed um, specific. There's a EDU part that goes before the main interactive conference, but um, we, Texas A&M does a big um, kind of brand activation at South by Southwest every year. And so um, we get to go to a lot of stuff that, a lot of the interactive conference, which is really cool. I've seen a few higher education folks in that space, but um, it's really great for industry and then folks from the actual um, tech companies themselves. So, um, you know, actually getting to ask the Snapchat guy why Snapchat's <laughs> doing whatever it's doing that day is kind of a giant pain. So so that's kind of next for us. I've seen a couple of things that look kind of interesting to me. I don't know if we'll, we'll be able to pull the trigger and go, but there's a, um, a conference that I think Case is putting on about social media sometime in April up in Oregon that looks kind of cool. Um, Plus it's in Oregon. So yeah, Oregon, right? Um, might be a little too close to, to South by for us, but, um, but that was one that I think that had definitely popped up on my radar too. Um, for me, um, the next thing is Case District 1, which is in March in uh, Boston. So not too far, I can just take the bus, which is nice. Um, <laughs> we used to go to South by Southwest. Um, we actually had a, a booth, the trade show for a few years. And then I noticed that, you know, Michigan and Texas A&M kind of blew us out of the water. With the <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not doing that one anymore. Um, but then the other one is um, July 29th through the 31st in Philadelphia. Um, I'm going to be chairing the uh, web and mobile track for EduWeb, EduWeb, whatever you want to mm -hmm. say it. Um, it's uh, Hilton at Penn's Landing in, in Philadelphia over the summer, July 29th. Cool. Well, um I have I just make a list and there's I, if any if people haven't joined it yet there's a great back channel hashtag HESM on Twitter and then also kind of a corresponding Slack and Facebook group um, and there's a conference feed and so I people are always asking for you know where are people headed and we see a lot of the same ones cycle through um, so I'm always looking for new ones and um, I'm I'm always excited to see. The ones that I'm familiar with, the strategies, EDU web, uh, case SMC pop up, but it's always good to hear what's up and coming. Um, and that's our time for today. Um, I do want to let the audience know that I did tweet out links to free resources, um, some email registration links so that you can register to get updates from Social Media Strategy Summit so that you can be prepared for next year and put it on your calendar now um, so that you're ready to go for next year. Um, I wanna thank our program sponsors as always, M. Stoner for helping us put the show on, our guests for joining us and our viewers as always for tuning in and spending a part of their afternoon with me. Um, see you all next time. Yeah, see you guys in October, right? Of next year in New York. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you guys. <laughs>